the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I wanted to say sometimes when things aren't written down in front of me that I forget to say them, but I will clarify that and say all the time, if things aren't written down in front of me, I forget to say them. So I will backtrack a little bit and um, take some of my preaching time um, to welcome Tom Henson to our organ as Rob is on vacation. And Tom, on behalf of our congregation, I extend to you our deepest sympathy in the recent death of your mother. Then Leanne Thomas will be playing the piano for us in communion. And I encourage you that after the service, if you could speak to either of them or both of them and thank you for them sharing their gifts that God has given them with us in leading worship this morning. It was a hot day in August by American standards, a sweltering 98 degrees, not counting the humidity. As I sat beneath bamboo trees in the village of Cielo in the Dominican Republic, at least I was in the shade and there was what I believed to be an occasional slight breeze. Sitting with me was Jack, founder of a ministry called Mission Emmanuel, a partnership of Dominicans and Americans helping children to escape poverty through education. Joining us would be Javier and Rosario de la Cruz, who were the administrators of the school. Javier and Rosario were pouring everything they had into the school and medical clinic. They were loving their neighbors wholeheartedly in practical and tangible ways, and it was often met with challenges. Political upheaval, abject poverty, relentless crime, and the seasonal threat of hurricanes were just some of the hurdles that they faced. Americans from all over the United States made annual trips to Cielo to partner with them in their efforts. I had visited Mission Emmanuel in previous years to work on building projects as part of a mission and outreach ministry of one of the churches that I was serving at the time. But this trip was different. 
as we waited, I looked over my right shoulder and I noticed Rosario coming toward us with a tray. As she got nearer, I could see cloth napkins, four china cups and saucers, and a carafe of steaming hot, delicious Dominican coffee. Dominican hospitality is over the top. I had experienced their hospitality in a group setting, but not as an individual. I had come for the purpose of the four of us brainstorming together about how we, the Americans, could offer something to the Dominican women who at that time were third-class citizens in a third-world country. From ministry experience, I had learned that oftentimes, when you care for a woman, you care for an entire family. Little did we know how that very first meeting under those bamboo trees, over a cup of coffee, that seed would grow through the years into a woman's cooperative where they craft jewelry and other handmade items to sell in order to support their families. As I was preparing for this sermon, I remembered that welcome that I just described and how Javier and Rosario so naturally lived out the words of our gospel text today. They were extending themselves to Jack and me through the love of God in Christ and in Dominican coffee served in their very best china. After studying these three verses for today, I began to understand that it was not a queen's welcome that I experienced and that they had offered, but it was a welcome fit for Jesus. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. We heard last week that chapter 10 of Matthew's gospel is all about discipleship as we read and listened to Jesus' formidable instructions about what it means to be a disciple. In today's text, Jesus again is talking to the disciples and offering them words of power and reassurance that as they go into the world to live out their faith, they represent the full presence and power of Jesus, just as Jesus bears the full presence and power of God. Whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. To welcome a stranger was a common teaching in the Torah and was essential to the Hebrew community's faithfulness to God. Then in the early church, communities regarded hospitality as a central expression of the gospel and an important responsibility that gauged the faithfulness of the people to furthering the kingdom of God. The same is true for us today. 
in our lives of discipleship. Not only are we to love all people, we are called to welcome and to be hospitable to all people, people who are strangers, people who are different than us in every way possible, culturally, racially, socioeconomically, politically. Jesus uses verse 40 to invite us into a new way of seeing others, of seeing others as ones who bear his face. Here's part of the good news. The face of Jesus is in you and in you and in you and in you and in me. And the rest of that good news is the face of Jesus is in every person that we encounter each and every day. But here is another very important point. Our ability to show hospitality begins with having the expectation that we will see Jesus in other people. It may not come naturally, nor will it always be easy to see Jesus' face in others. But it's there. He says so. Verse 42 is where I want us to focus our attention for a few minutes. And whoever gives even a cup of water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Can you believe what that says? That just giving a cup of cold water counts? Yes. Even the smallest of gestures can go a long way toward making a connection with another person. Calling a restaurant server by name, smiling at a stranger you pass on the street, thanking a person dressed in uniform for their service to our community or to our country giving out blessing bags to people standing at intersections, looking them in the eye, asking them their name. And then they're speaking up when someone is being mistreated. For we know that in the kingdom of God, there are no small gestures. Remember the story of the five loaves and the two fishes? and how that meager offering fed so many people. And what Jesus insinuates in verse 42 is that no gesture of kindness or generosity will be forgotten. For hospitality to be carried out the way that God intends we cannot do it by our own efforts. We need God's grace. God's grace that will enable us 
to unselfishly extend ourselves beyond those we know. And sometimes, but not always, to extend ourselves beyond what is comfortable. God's grace that makes us willing to look beyond ourselves and see someone for who they truly are, a human made in the image of God, of immeasurable value to God, and ones who can offer us a perspective based on the richness of their experiences that are probably different than ours. We are called to welcome others because we have already been welcomed by Christ. In our baptism, we are filled with the Holy Spirit's power working in us and through us that enables us to live out the love that God has already poured into us. This month, each of us have the opportunity to grow in our discipleship through two different ministries. You may have seen the announcement in Friday's Faith Life email, but just in case you didn't, I have the pleasure of being able to tell you about it. In a few days, 12 youths and chaperones from Christmas Lutheran Church in Bethlehem will arrive on our campus to participate with our youth in a youth exchange program. There are three requests to help extend hospitality to these kids. The first that I mentioned at the 927 is for gifts of $50 to $100 to sponsor each youth during their trip to Washington, D.C. Through the generosity of some of the people at 927, that gift has been met. However, as you know, there is always the possibility of an emergency or some other need. So a monetary donation is still appreciated for those instances, and we entrust Pastor James and his beautiful stewardship to use that money as is necessary. The second is a donation of sheets and blankets and sleeping bags and pillows as they will bed down here at the church one night in preparation for an early morning departure. And lastly, there is still a need for, for host families for a few of the boys. If you would like more information, or if you feel called, or maybe even a nudge to meet any of these needs, please be in touch with Pastor James or Michael Connor. Our second opportunity you've heard about in weeks past but it is very close to becoming a reality. The second opportunity is to become a part of St. John's Circle of Welcome through Lutheran Services Carolinas as we seek to be a part in helping meet a critical need 
for resettling refugee families and walking with them as they rebuild their lives. Here is something that I did not realize until I became involved in this effort. Lutheran Services Carolinas has been resettling refugees since the 1990s. A circle of welcome is a team of at least six to ten people who have committed to walk alongside a matched refugee family for six months to a year. With Lutheran Services Carolina's guidance and with their support, among the things that, that you could be involved in and join me in is gathering furnishings and supplies for their home, stocking the pantry with culturally appropriate foods, providing seasonal clothing for family members according to their needs, helping families learn about their new community, this beautiful city we know as Salisbury, and possibly assisting with transportation needs. You may contact me if you would like to hear more about becoming a part of the circle of welcome. Isn't it just like God to give us real-time opportunities to be Jesus' disciples and make a difference in the life of others? As this lectionary text, we hear it, and now we have the opportunity to act upon that which we hear, welcoming Jesus with hospitality that is over the top. As one of my favorite commentators, David Lowe's, so eloquently wrote, we are not called to heroic discipleship, but to genuine discipleship. The kind that is characterized by everyday faith, armed with the courage and compassion of Christ, believing that God is at work in and through the things you do, even the smallest acts of kindness and generosity. The bedrock of hospitality is the presence of Jesus. Hospitality is more than being welcomed or welcoming someone. It is welcoming Jesus. So may God continue to open our eyes, our ears, our hands, and our hearts to people among us so that we might welcome all just as we would welcome Jesus. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious Lord, you give us life and call each of us into faithful service and into the discipleship in Jesus Christ. May we never grow weary of doing the right thing. May we never lose sight of seeing your face in the face of others. Bless us with your grace and help us to learn how to love and welcome others as you do, to accept others without judgment, to see difference 
as your gift of creation and to remember that love is our greatest calling. We offer this prayer in the strong and powerful name of Jesus. Amen.